Hello and welcome once again to the Wide Teams podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is episode 60. I am your host, Avdi Grimm. And this episode of the Wide Teams podcast is made possible by generous support from Argyle, offering professional services with a niche focus in QA strategy and automated web testing. You can find out more about Argyle at arrgyle.com. Joining me today on the show, I have Derek Haynes and Andre Lewis of Scout. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Abdi. Thanks, Abdi. So uh, let's start out with some introductions. Let's start with, since I have you first in my notes, Derek, tell me a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you're working on. Sure. So Andre and I run Scout together. Andre and I met, I don't know if it was like 2006, something like that, out in San Francisco where I used to live. And I've been working on Ruby since 2005, 2006. Andre and I met at a Ruby group out there, and a couple of years later, we just kind of organically just started working on things together, and Scout ended up being our big thing. Because I, I recently moved out to Colorado, so we've been working remotely. Whereabouts in Colorado? Uh, Fort Collins. Okay. So I moved out in April, so hmm. we've been working remotely since then, but... We always weren't in the office together when we were in San Francisco. It might overlap, you know, one or two days a week. Okay. And Andre, what about you? Yeah, so I live in San Francisco still. And, yeah, uh, Derek and I had a good chunk of time where we were living in the same city and, and working together. Although, as Derek said, we weren't always working in the same office during that time. I've been working with uh, Ruby for... About the same duration, I'd say probably since 2005. And Derek and I had, uh, you know, projects that we were, were working on uh, together before we started to uh, do Scout full time. So there's de- definitely a, uh, you know, a history of working together before we uh, worked separately. Okay, gotcha. And uh, tell me a little bit about the, the application that you, you work on, Scout. So Scout is server and application monitoring simplified, to put a big quote around that. It's basically a tool for developers who need to have their servers monitored and their apps monitored, but don't want to use uh, one of the ugly tools out there have to worry about hosting the tool themselves. We started it kind of out of our own need because we're obviously developers, two Ruby developers, and it really just kind of grew organically. We Spent maybe 10% of our time at first and then half of our time. And a couple of years ago, it became a full-time thing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so very, very organic, you know, reoccurring subscriptions. And yeah, it's a business we both love to run. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you started out working, you were both in, in San Francisco, but you were still kind of not necessarily always in the same room. I guess that, that probably helped a lot, like building up habits for, for working apart. Uh, being able to be together when you wanted to, but then, but then also work remotely. Absolutely, I think it helped building up uh, habits and uh, and also building up trust, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the key thing for uh, well for working together at all. But I think even more so when you're not in the same room together. And you know, I, th- I think working together for a couple 
years and, you know, really getting to know each other, you build that foundation of trust. And that's, I, th- I think that's really the key. Mm-hmm. So um, was there any trepidation leading up to the move um, when Derek moved to Colorado? I think there was a little bit. You know, we sat down and talked about um, what the implications could be. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that of the concerns that we talked through, I actually think we've avoided all of the problems that, you know, that, that, that we that, that we discussed. But, yeah, we, we, we did have some concerns going in. I think there were there were a couple things at first. You know, Andre came out and visited a month or two after we were in Colorado. And there were a couple of things I think that we noticed that just, just being honest for one, I think I was, I, when you're not in the same place, you can be what you write. We all know this can come across as harsher than what it actually would mean if you're saying in person. Right. And I think there were a couple of times where I was guilty of that. And so I think it, so remembering that, you know, that was one little, I think, little fine-tuning thing mm-hmm. that that's, I that's, Yeah, that's that's true. We did we did have some of that. I think though that we did, you know, through the in-person visits that we had and, we, and talks that we had about it. You know, I feel like we've, uh, you know, we addressed the issue. So, do you feel like you addressed it more on the on the listening side or on the the speaking, you know, the writing side or or both? I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I'll let Derek answer as well but i think after we we talked we talked through it in person and i know that on my side i definitely um, you know make some allowances for the fact that you know we haven't seen each other in person for however long it's been and so you know if there's any doubt in kind of how i'm interpreting something then you know uh we'll talk it through on voice chat i think like a, a prime example for where I can see this thing happening with development is a lot of times like as a developer, you might work on something and there might be known issues with it or things, you know, need to be addressed later. Right. And if you're reviewing the work and you haven't really kind of just, you're not reviewing it via voice, you, you can see some things and kind of go off on them. Right. Cause it, it is reasonable from the outside, but then, it's a pain in the butt for the person who wrote it to then have to go back and explain why what you think is obvious isn't actually obvious. Right. And then I would say, oh yeah, okay, now I see. Yeah. So it's just, it's, that's just a painful experience for both people. So I think what we've done more is when we're going over something new, we do it more on voice because that it's easy to quickly break someone off okay. before they start going off on a tangent. So do you like fire up a Skype call and, and a screen share or something? Yeah, yeah, our tool of choice is uh, is, uh, is Google Chat, Google Voice mm-hmm. Chat, and we occasionally use the uh, the screen share on that. Gotcha. Okay. How closely do you work together? How much do you talk during the day? What's what's your day in the life like? So it um, it varies, kind of how the work that we've got at any one point is, is divvied up. Sometimes it's it's uh, we're collaborating really closely, working on the same things, and sometimes our work diverges, and we're working on separate features. And uh, the thing that stays constant, though, is that we are on a, uh, a campfire room uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're, we're communicating constantly back and forth throughout throughout the day, pretty much every day, really regardless whether we're working on the same thing or not. If we are working on the same thing, then uh, there's probably more work-related chat. Sometimes, you know, we just... Uh, 
you know, uh, just chat socially on it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say like degrees I've seen because I'm around other people who work remotely. You know, I see some people that actually have like Skype or Google Voice open almost all day. Mm-hmm. And Andre and I don't shoot us, but I don't think we've ever actually pair programmed together. <laughs> um, I'm not the pair. I'm not the pair programming police. Okay, thank God. <laughs> so I, I would say you know, one of the big things I would just say about how we work together is very rarely is one of us a bottleneck for the other. Mm-hmm. And even if we're working on something closely, there's always something that one of us could be doing. So usually it makes things go pretty smooth. That's interesting. I mean, is that because you just, you, you have, you, you try to keep multiple, you know, tickets in the pipe at once or, you know, or is it because, because there's always like some sysadmin work or some, some marketing work or something like that to do or, or, uh, or what is it? That's a good question. Uh, it, it seems like naturally, a lot, a lot of the way we work seems like it comes together kind of organically. You know, Andre will notice something that needs to be improved and I say, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Go for it. And so I think a lot of the time one of us ends up owning a, a particular piece. Mm-hmm. And so there's less like mutual diving in something together and more one person owns it and the other person is there to kind of help nudge it in the right direction or ask questions, you know, be a sounding board. Mm-hmm. So what is your, what are your work environments like? Do you, do you both just work from home? So I have a home office, which is actually where I am right now. And I also have a, uh, a shared workspace in uh, downtown San Francisco in Soma that I, you know, I go into periodically. I'd say probably, you know, two or three times a week, depending upon how I feel. Okay, and that's shared with uh, with other people in kind of similar situation. Yeah, it's a co-working space, and there's about uh, what is it about four, uh, five other companies. Most of them pretty small, you know, from. Uh, two to uh, four people mm-hmm. uh, in each one of those companies. Okay. It's kind of funny. When I lived in San Francisco, we just lived in a small one-bedroom, I don't know, five or 600 square feet, and I had a desk area there. But when we moved out here and, you know, we have a home with a driveway and enough bedrooms, I didn't actually <laughs> set up an office. So I work in a similar environment as Andre. I work in a co-working space here in Fort Collins called Cohere and. I think from my experience back in San Francisco, just socially, it's I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a more fun person around other people than when I'm in my own little office. Mm-hmm. So I, I like kind of coming into the to the office every day. You, every day, you say? Yeah, I'm pretty much oh, every okay. day. Yeah, awesome. for the most part. Now is that? I'm, I guess I guess it's the the prices for these things vary by where they are and, and stuff. But like, is that, is that fairly, a fairly big investment to be able to come into a co-working space re- uh, regularly like that? Or So here in San Francisco, you know, I think it's, it varies from, I think around 300 to maybe 450 a month okay. uh, for that space. And uh, which I think is a great price for, you know, the, the sanity that affords you. Right. I, I should also say that, so, uh, here at home, I, so I have a, uh, 17 month old, uh, daughter here at home too. And she's not in the house all the time, but, uh, when she is, it's, uh, it's not a very good place for me to work too. So I definitely need to have, you know, another, uh, another location that I can go to. Right. Right. Yeah. I paid, I paid 250 here in Fort Collins. So as you expect, San Francisco is more expensive, but, it's, it's it's absolutely not 
a cost. I, I feel like this would be one of the last things I would want to cut. Right. If I was looking at cutting expenses. Mm-hmm. Have either of you had experiences with any kind of dispersed team before this? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So one of the things that's funny about my work experience, so when I graduated from college, I had a real job for less than a year. It's like like a big corporation. And I just totally knew I wasn't cut out for that. And ever since that time, I pretty much, all the money I made from, that I made was by working remotely. And I started out doing client work for building Rails apps and all my customers were remote. Okay. My clients. So really since, yeah, I've only had one job where I've ever worked next to someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. So for me, it's kind of been a, it's kind of been how I've always worked in a way. Okay. So my experience was a little bit different. I, I worked for a couple big companies previously, um, including uh, I worked at Accenture for a few years. And, you know, their teams were often split up. It's completely, completely different environment and experience. I think that when you work in a very large company like that, uh, it's, it's you're probably not going to have uh, a long history with the people that you're working remotely with you're not going to have the same level of kind of uh, you know personal involvement and trust that you're going to have in a uh, setup like uh, like Derek and I have so you know for, for me there's really no comparison and you know this this kind of uh, environment is a, a clear winner for me mm-hmm. yeah so um, I guess like you know the question I wanted to lead up to with that is what are the mistakes that you've seen people make with remote work? I think with other you know, larger companies that I've worked in uh, before working on Scout and working with Derek. So I think it really comes down to a big company, small company split for me. I think that the smaller the company is, uh, the easier it is to uh, set up a really a highly functioning dispersed teams environment. I think with larger companies, uh, you're, just, you're more likely to have friction between team members anyway, and I think that that friction, friction can really be accentuated by uh, being in different physical locations. I feel like the smaller the team that you have, and again, that crucial foundation of trust that you have, the easier it is to address and work around some of those frictions that can come up from, from being in different locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's you know, a couple of things that I can think of based on my experiences. The first thing is, you know, Andre and I, we definitely had a warm up period before we actually started working together. So that, that was huge. You know, before we even started, we had, we had a couple of years where we just kind of casually knew each other and even worked on some, some projects too. So that was huge. The second thing that for me, what makes working with Andre so special is, we have just just a huge overlap in what we can do together. I've, I've worked on other you know projects with teams where there's a designer and there's someone just marketing and there's someone who's a project manager, and that just creates it creates the bottlenecks, easy miscommunication things that come up. I remember sometimes when I get like crap HTML from a designer and just not want to deal with it for a little while, so I push mm-hmm. it off. The great thing about with Andre is it's just, just a huge overlap. You know, we think the same. You know, we're both developers. We work the same. So, you know, there's no bottleneck. 
you know the neural process of developing things that it comes and fits and starts. There's bugs, all that stuff, which which just makes the trust factor huge for remote work. Hmm. What would you be your, your biggest piece of advice to uh, to people working remotely or thinking about it? Definitely having the relationship going in before you uh, before you go remote is really key. I think on a uh, kind of tactical level, having at least weekly voice chats is really key. Even if you think there's nothing that you really need to talk through on a voice chat that week, there probably is. So hmm. go ahead and schedule a voice chat. And then finally, I would say that seeing one another in person, you know, for us, it's every few months. Uh, it seems to be a pretty important ingredient, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely see that, you know, we, we chat once a week, Skype or Google Voice. And like Andre says, there's no, there's no even, there's no schedule for it. There's no agenda. It's, it's really supposed to be that, that time that if you were working in the same office, you would be talking about random stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that's important too. You know, there's lots of like little things, you know, I think as developers too, where you know, we think through things pretty, pretty carefully, you know, when we're writing something out, but there's value too in those things that aren't completely thought out that you need to say in voice or in person. So, you know, that's what that calls for. And it's, it's pretty huge. I think there's been a number of times I feel like we've acted on something that it's a half-baked idea. We didn't really feel comfortable writing down. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one more question. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you have this kind of conversation, but I, I kind of imagine that you've probably had some some areas, sometimes when you really needed to, like, hash out the, the design or the architecture of a new piece of your software. And I'm curious if, if that's the case. First of all, is that the case if you had those conversations? Oh, absolutely. So how do you do that? Like, you know, in a traditional software development environment, very often that would be, you know, a meeting or a series of meetings in a room with, with a whiteboard. How have you found yourselves uh, working that stuff out? It, it seems like a lot of times, talked a little bit earlier about, the, like, the ownership. Like, something will come up that we know needs to be done, and one of us is more motivated to do it than the other. And it seems like the first step is one of us writes how we go about it in a GitHub issue. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation just kind of flows from there. I think one one thing that's been great about working with Andre is like most of the time when one of us discovers a problem or something that needs to be addressed, we also always suggest a way to fix it. And mm-hmm. that just gets the ball rolling, you know, when we're working on something together. Makes like sense. That. So you you found you you've been able to pretty much hash that that stuff out over like, you know, asynchronous conversations on a on a GitHub ticket. Yeah, that's definitely how it starts. And, you know, from time to time, we'll uh, we'll go into a voice chat, too, if we need to. But I would say the majority of those kinds of architectural discussions occur, you know, asynchronously in a conversation thread. Gotcha. I felt like some. Yeah, I feel like I think occasionally when Andre and I were we were both in San Francisco, occasionally there's a whiteboard in the office and we do that. But. I really feel like a lot of the times when it comes to like the bigger architectural pieces where you need to really think something through, like personally, like I don't, I feel like I'm not as good at my feet. I need to have my notebook in front of me and be scribbling things out. Mm-hmm. And, and so the asynchronous communication when you're going back and forth on a issue or ticket or whatever, for me works. I just find that easier than thinking on my feet on a whiteboard. Gotcha. 
All right. Well, before I let you guys go, um, where can people find find out more about you and your company online? Uh, let's start with Andre. So uh, at uh, for Scout, uh, go to scoutapp.com. Uh, you'll uh, see all the uh, important advantages about using Scout to monitor your infrastructure there. You know, Andre and I do we on our blog we do talk about some personal development, business businessy type things. So that'd probably be the best best spot to see what a peek inside my my weird brain. And if you're in San Francisco, you can uh, drop me a message and meet me for coffee. Awesome. Same here in Colorado. <laughs> very cool. All right. Well, uh, Derek, Andre, thank you very, very much for your time. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And that is our show. Hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe, if you haven't already, or to check out more interviews, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show on the iTunes Music Store. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wild, 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 wild,